Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome, everyone, to the All In Podcast Show. I'm excited to have Sam Moss here with me today to share a message about how he's impacting the world one website at a time. I'm excited to hear what he's you know, got shaken and uh, learn more about him personally, You know, just about what, why he's where he's at today and what he's looking to accomplish in the world. So welcome to the show, Sam. Thanks so much, Daniel. Appreciate you having me. All right. So, um, so I know you're in the uh, balmy uh, New York area, right? upstate New York area, right? Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> And um, so I always like to find out a little bit behind the scenes of like, you know, uh, is that where you're originally from and your upbringing, you know, of, of, you know, where you grew up? Yeah, so I actually was born in New York, uh, about an hour and a half north of where I am now, and lived there until I was about five or six, and then moved right across the PA border. So I'm in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. which is really not far from Pennsylvania. So we moved about an hour and a half south of where I am now. Um, grew up the rest of my childhood there. And then um, when I got married, I moved back up right across the border to uh, right here in upstate New York. So I could probably couldn't walk to the PA border, but I would say it's a few miles away. Right. Awesome. So so you moved south, but not totally south, right? Not totally south. I I mean, not (laughs) south at all. Maybe like an hour. (laughs) Right. Awesome. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your, your entrepreneurial journey, like what, you know, what was your first business, you know, and, and, uh, you know, what that looked like, hopefully yeah, it was so, legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of, disclaimer. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of my first business behind the scenes. I mean, we had done, I guess I was more of a freelancer than anything mm-hmm. like a, a contractor freelancer and landscaping freelancer. And I always had that entrepreneurial bug to go Mm -hmm. do things. And um, my dad and I partnered in a business together when I was about 17. And uh, that morphed itself into what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And originally, we had kind of been doing some um, very broad spectrum marketing for small businesses. Mm -hmm. And now it is uh, really honed itself into website design and development for primarily B2B tech companies. So we've mm-hmm. really gone over quite the spectrum since we started, but we've right. realized that it's it's a lot better to do one thing really well than a bunch of things not too well. So that's kind of gotten right. to me where, where I'm at today. Awesome. Right. And uh, so have there been any challenges on this journey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, and this is kind of why we're in the website realm. I always hated performance-based marketing I don't even know if that's really a term for it, but mm-hmm. really SEO or ad campaigns. And we had toyed with, oh, we should offer this for businesses and help them because there's a lot of do-it-yourself tools that we could use to help these businesses. And it's just so much pressure to prove the ROI and month to month thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to cancel their their mm-hmm. contract with us? And it's just so stressful to me that I'm like, never again, or at least not for a long time. Let's Let's work on websites. There's not really something we have to prove that uh, we're sending traffic. We're not even doing traffic. We're just doing websites. And it's been right. a lot less stressful uh, in that area. But 
Um, yeah, definitely some challenges early on. And even now, I mean, we get some clients that they need stuff done immediately and it's a rush or something happened to the website and that can be stressful, but, um, right. overall really not too bad. Right. That's good. So, so, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about your background and how you, I mean, I know you just shared a little bit about how you partnered with your dad to, that led down this path to this. Right. But, but like, you know, what, what was it that made you, cause obviously the theme of this is about being all in. So at some point you made the decision that, you know, yes, just like what you shared, I don't want to do this, but I want to do this. And you went all in on, I'm just going to do websites for this type of business. Cause I think this mm-hmm. is a big battle for most business owners of clearly defining who do, who do I serve best? Right. And who do I really yeah. want to serve? Right. Uh, with the skill sets and the things I have to offer. So what would you define? What would, what would be that defining moment for you to say, was it, was it when you would stress out about, you know, having to perform, you know, or, you know, if a client was going to cancel for the other stuff you were doing, or is it, you know, something else? So it, it kind of happened in phases. So uh-huh. when we, when we got out of the broad spectrum of marketing that we were doing, it was a pretty easy decision, honestly, for me to say, we're doing websites. And when I say websites, that includes like maintenance on them and, and mm. things like that. But the broad spectrum of websites, we're just doing that. That was actually a pretty easy decision for me to make. And it, it did come from the, the stress of having to do the marketing. But I think it, what, what it boiled down to is we knew it, we were already doing it, and it was something that we were good at. So why not hone in on just that? And uh, I think that's what it boiled down to because um, before we would come across a new shiny object and say, oh, this is something we can offer to business owners, which in theory is great, but we'd have to relearn it. You have to market that, and then you have to be able to know it enough to sell it. So it was a whole different process for every single thing that we wanted to offer. So it really wasn't that hard of a decision once we realized websites are what we do. Why not just continue to get better at that? Um, Now to take it to phase two, which was not just websites or everybody, but more so the B2B tech market, um, that was an extremely, extremely hard decision that ultimately I'm glad we made. But I'm sure if there are people listening and they're trying to figure out a niche that they want to hit or even an industry that they're trying to decide on, um, it can be, it can seem very counterintuitive Mm -hmm. because the things that were running through my mind were, oh my gosh, I mean, if someone comes to our website that needs a website and they're willing to pay for one and they see that we do websites for B2B companies, they're not going to reach out. And that could be the case, but we found that it's just not true. Um, we market primarily to B2B companies, but that doesn't mean that there are other small businesses or manufacturers and and things like that, that reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Um, a website's a website. And I think that can go along with, uh, some of your listeners today for what they have going on. Um, don't stress that people aren't going to come to you when you niche down. Um, but it's been extremely freeing and helpful for us because now we have a clear vision on who we need to talk to and, I'm extremely happy that we made it. And it was a very tough call, but very happy that we did. Right. And that's awesome because I think that is a big battle that a lot of entrepreneurs, and I know even including myself, right? We've all gone through where it's like, you know, I don't want to be a niche. I can help everybody, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And and then in reality, it's like, you know, there is a common denominator of the person you can serve best. And when, when it's in alignment with your goals, you know, mm-hmm. and the things you want to be able to achieve, right? It makes it a lot easier to start to see things clearer. So that's mm-hmm. good. So, so um share with me uh, uh, just from a, I always like to get into the personal side of things here, right? It's like, okay, from, cause you know, a lot of times we could have business 
And this has just been my experience as like as business owners, we can put feel like we have to put so much time in. And then obviously other areas slack, right? So it might be family, might be spiritual, might be physical, right? Um, share me share with me what your routine looks like and and how you kind of um, I don't like the word balance that much, but like just the, you know, how do you, how do you keep that wheel like more round and not like a Flintstone wheel? <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. So I am not a master at this mm-hmm. by any means. So I don't know if I'm the best person to give this advice, but a typical day for me um, is I'll be up around six 30 and we just had a newborn. So sometimes that's a awesome. little bit later now yeah. just to try and get a little extra right. sleep. But so a routine side of life is is not the same or what I'd like it to be. But I do strive for around six or 6.30. I get up and read. Um, I get up and listen to a podcast, kind of get the day started. By that time, the the baby's starting to roll around. Um, my wife and I were up, up and about. And then I try, I really try to get to work um, around nine o'clock. And it's tough because I'm working from home, right. um, which I'm sure a lot of people are doing right now. And uh, the balancing act can be, a little bit tough because the the office that I had is now the baby room. So right. kind of scrunched in a corner, as you can right. see here, but right. it's not the end of the world. But I would say, um, don't be afraid of it for sure. And uh, a routine is good, but also it's okay to be a little bit flexible. And as much right. as I would like this perfect routine, this perfect life, and get up, because I'm a very rigid, uh, you know, I have my um, routine that I like, but it's not always that not always the right. case. Right. But um. Yeah. And again, not, a, not really the best person to be giving the, the routine advice, but you know, I try. Right. Well, well, and if you think about it, it's like, you know, how many people are in your shoes where they just had a newborn, right. That, you know, and you're trying to figure things out as an entrepreneur, how do I balance this? How do I get, you know, get more done, you know, so I can spend more time with the kids. I know for me, the pivotal moment was when I had my first child, right. Was, you know, over 20 years ago now, uh, you know, it was, you know, I want to be the dad that gets to be home with my kid. Right. And, you know, how, how can I do that? Right. Because I came from the construction background with, you know, running the company and, and all that and overhead and, you know, and never home working seven days a week. And what I realized is, is, uh, you know, I had, I did have a routine. Right. And that routine changed over time because I got very clear on, I want to be home with my kid. Right. Yeah. And, and in order for me to do that, now you, now we're forced to be home. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and some people it's not working out well for, right. That are not used to that. Right. Cause they need what they need their space. But also you're learning the process that's working for you to say, okay, you know, when you have your best productive days, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when you have sure. a day that's for like, sure. you're on fire, you're getting stuff done. Okay. What did I do that day? And I should probably repeat some of those things. Right. And then you start yeah. to, you start to rehash. And then the other days when you don't do that and you feel like, okay, I didn't get as much done today. What was going on for me? Right. Not beating yourself up about it. Just saying, okay, how can I improve for tomorrow? Right. Being aware of it. So definitely have value there. Yeah, definitely, definitely reflect. Definitely yeah. reflect, I think is a good one because the same is for me. I mean, everyone counts a successful day differently or sees it. Um, for me, we use Asana for our task management. And a good mm-hmm. day to me is getting through all the tasks that I'm trying to do on the day, but it might be different for someone else. So right. definitely reflect to see why a day may have been productive for you or why not. And then uh, adjust for the next day. Definitely all with that. Right. And then from, from a perspective of I mean, being that we're finishing almost the first month of the year already, you know, it's kind of crazy that it seems like it flew by, um, you know, but if we look at uh, your process for determining where do you want to be a year from now, right? So, you know, next end of, end of this year now, you know, do you go through a goal setting process and, 
or to clearly define what you want business and life to look like? Yeah, so I'm actually pretty late to this game and I know it's something that I should have been doing earlier, um, but I'm working through the book Traction right now. I think it's by right. Gina Wickham, which is a pretty <laughs> popular one for, right. for business owners. And the, what is it, the EOS system, I believe it's called, right. um, mm -hmm. is what I'll be following for my goal setting. So honestly, it's something that has eluded and it's not something I've put much focus into, which is right. pretty terrible, honestly, as, right. a, as a business owner. Right. And the beginning of this year, I'm like, this is something I need to focus on and really get, you know, the traction, I know it's cliche, the traction um, that I need and really hone in the focus in that area. Because as um, I think my passion is really marketing. So I get mm -hmm. so distracted in trying to um, get our name out there, post on LinkedIn, um, put out fires and things like that, that I need to actually take a step back and really focus on where do we want to go as a company and mm -hmm. a business um, in the next few years. So maybe if, if we ever do a podcast again, I'll have to share some, some insights from it. Cause I'm in the very beginning phases of doing that, but right. you know, I'm telling you right now, definitely doing it for sure. <laughs> right. Well, and here's, here's what's awesome because you're not alone. Right. Many people, yeah. including myself, right. You know, I remember when I was running my construction company, I had no clear goals. Right. Yeah. I was just going to work, getting the next job, going to work, getting the next job, going to work, getting the next job. To, mm -hmm. And then ultimately I had to hire people to fulfill all the jobs. Right. Um, and I was fortunate that I was always busy and built a very successful business doing that. But if I had known what I know now, right. Business probably would have been 10 times bigger. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because because it really comes down to that clarity of like, okay, what do I really want my life to look like, right? And everybody designs that differently. For some people, they talk about hustle and grinding and all that other stuff, right? Um, for me, that's not me. I'm a lifestyle guy. I've hustled and grinded for enough time in my yeah. life, right? <laughs> right? I'm all hustled out, right? But doesn't mean I'm a stranger and hard, to, you know, you know, I'm afraid to work, right? Like when, I, when I'm laser focused on something, it's going to get done, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for people listening to hear like, here's a business owner, you know, several years in, right? And you haven't clearly defined, which is fine. There's no no right or wrong here. It's just like, you're aware of it and you know, and it could be as simple, of, as simple as this, right? We don't need to complicate it. It could be like, okay, a year from now, I want this much revenue coming in and I want this mm -hmm. much cash in my personal bank account, right? To achieve, right? Yeah. That's it, right? Then, then you, of course, could add other things to it or what that looks like, you know, certain people you hire, certain, you know, number of clients or whatever you, as detailed as you want to get with it, right? Mm -hmm. But start there because, um, you know, I coach a team of business coaches and I, I've had this experience where getting people to set goals, there's a couple of things going on for them, right? One is um, there might be some some beliefs around something like if I set this, then, oh, crap, I got to do this, right? <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> right? And, and like, it would be pulling teeth with some people like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, look, do you want the results that you're after or not, right? You're saying you want to be able to achieve this, but if you're not willing to do the work, right? And basic work of like setting a vision for yourself, right? Um, I'm not telling you to go jump off the Empire State Building, right? <laughs> right? But for some of them, it feels like that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's perfect what you just shared because, you know, a lot of people are there. I've been there at times. And I know, like, clearly, I always joke about this, but I have a whiteboard. I have multiple whiteboards in this office. And one of the whiteboards has all my goals on it clearly, right? And what I notice is when I don't have them clearly defined on there, guess what happens? I'm like- You, you don't achieve them. Yeah, I'm just, you know, exactly. And I don't, yeah. and I just tread water, right? And it's just like, I'm just kind of going through the motions. I'm comfortable. I don't really, I'm not striving for anything. I'm not pushing myself, right? All yeah. these things that I know I could be doing. But what I do know is when I look at it and I had this epiphany this summer, because uh, we go out boating every week and I was 
I was um, I'm driving along, right? And it's like, I love the house I'm in, right? Beautiful home, right? On the golf course, right? Love it. Um, but I'm on the water and I'm driving along and I just turn and look and I see this house every time I go out, right? And I'm like, man, there's just, you know, so I mean, some of the houses are 30, 40, $50 million, right? And it's yeah. just insane, right? So I look at this one house and I'm like, what do I have to do differently to get something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what's different between them and me? Right? They're just playing a bigger game. Most yeah. likely. I mean, there could be second generation or third generation wealth in there as mm-hmm. well. Right. You know, right? But, but like, it just started challenging me to think bigger and it's not about acquiring more stuff. That's just a measurement for me, like a, a milestone, like an award, yeah. you know, a reward for myself. Um, but how can I actually help, you know, myself gain clarity right mm-hmm. because when i achieve something like that house mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot more people impacted yeah right? for sure All right so that's just the mind game that i have to start playing with myself right because i start questioning myself around like okay well what's different between you know it's like i'll send pictures of some of the yachts i see out there to my buddy who sells yachts for a living mm-hmm. um and you know he's like I'll, I'll say hey what who owns this one he's like oh steve, that's one of steve and steel uh, steven uh, spielberg right yeah million yacht. Right. Um, and like spotless. Right. I'm like, how the heck does it like, there's not even a water spot on it. Right. On the glass. Right. (laughs) And he goes, well, that's what happens when you have a full-time crew of 60 people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just immense wealth. Now, granted, I'm probably never going to be the next Steven Spielberg. Right. Um, but you know, I could probably raise the bar a little, right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's always that little bit there. So so hopefully that helps you and helps the listeners here see like there's a real world example for yourself to see like you know hey i'm clear that i'm doing this that's the first step i'm clear on whom i'm serving now what do i actually want right like what am i really after right absolutely right so is this your first kid first kid yep okay. uh, awesome her name is olive and she is she'll be three months old beginning oh, wow. of february so beautiful awesome congrats yeah. enjoy every moment Thanks, man because my baby girl just moved out yeah. Oh man. Oh man. It was hard. You know, I was just like, I, I would <laughs> I can sit imagine. on the couch. I, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would sit on the couch every morning when she was home, you know, and, and uh, knowing this was coming and I'd be in tears, like journaling and she'd come in, she's like, why are you crying? I was like, you know, you have no idea what this feels like. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard being a parent and you know, for some yeah. parents, they're rejoicing when their kids leave. You know, for me, it's like, you know, I, I, you know, just love being around or hanging out and all that stuff. I'll so. probably be in, in your, in your boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not there yet. So, but I would say, enjoy every moment. And the big thing being an entrepreneur working from home, um, if there's any words of wisdom, I would say is like, you know, I came to a, a realization a few years back about, yes, I may have been home, but there was times I wasn't present. Right. Yeah. Even while we were having dinner together, it was like my mind's thinking, oh crap, I got to call this person. I forgot to do mm-hmm. this. I got to do that. Right. So I just try and really shut down and just go and be present with the family. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier said than done. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, so, but you'll find that rhythm for yourself. So good. Um, so if you were to share something with somebody, right. Uh, that's listening today around like, you know, how you clearly defined, you know, who you serve or, you know, even the decision just to go in business, whatever it is that you believe that, um, could help somebody here today. Like what would be one thing that you'd want to share with them? Yeah, I would say, don't be afraid to hone in a niche mm-hmm. as counterintuitive. And I, and I touched on this before as counterintuitive as it may seem, it's extremely freeing to turn someone down. I mean, as, as rude as that might sound and say, Oh, you know what, we're, we're not really a good fit mm-hmm. or it's a, 
hand them off to another company or a referral partner. Um, don't be afraid to do that. And when it comes to identifying who you want to talk to, um, I think a lot of people skate around money and they, they're like, oh, well, you know, we can't make it around money, but this is a business decision for us to make the decision to go into the B2B space was solely revenue driven because we had worked with small businesses for so long and there's, we have nothing against them. We still work with a lot. We have some great clients, but there are some bad apples that want to pay a fraction of what they should. And then it, you feel obligated to do it. And it's just very frustrating. And then they expect the world. Right. And, um, you know, that's in every market for sure. But the reason that we decided to go in the B2B space was they have a set budget. They understand the value of a website and they're willing to pay for it. Honestly, that's simply what it was for us. And it doesn't have to be an over complicated thought process for you. Um, but definitely, definitely give it some consideration. Awesome. All right. Perfect. So, um, as we continue, as we get ready to wind up here, let's, let's, uh, you know, wrap up with, you know, one, how do people find out more about you? So you can find me, um, a couple of different places. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Uh, just search Sam Moss. I don't remember the exact handle, but it should come up. Um, my headline is we build websites for B2B companies. So it's pretty easy to find, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I post on there every single day. Um, send me a DM. I always like to comment on people's posts. So connect with me. Very happy to do that. And then our, our website is uh, oneclickagency.com. Um, so you can find me in those two places, but definitely most active on LinkedIn. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, Sam, and, and uh, look forward to uh, your continued journey and you sharing that, obviously, with the world and, and uh, continue having impact with the services that you offer the world. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks so much for having me. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.